0: And binge on those videos, which which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. If you have anything to do with trade shows and live events, then I'm not going too far into left field to say that this is the best interview you could be listening to today. I am honored to have three leaders in the live events industry who are putting their efforts, their money, their time, their energy behind the Go Live Together initiative to help us all get back to getting together again at live events. We discussed many reasons why virtual isn't enough. We discussed a lot of advocacy that's happening at the government level and so much more. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to Trade Show University, the ultimate resource for marketers, planners, and business owners looking to create results, increase revenue, and maximize their ROI for upcoming trade shows. We'll help you navigate the complexities of trade shows, set the right goals, find true success, and get the most out of each experience for you and your team. It's time to get your PhD in ROI with your host, the man with over 25 years of trade show experience, Jim Cermak. Welcome to a very important episode of Trade Show University. I have your host, Jim Cermak. I am extremely honored to have three very, very special guests today on the episode. All of them amazing, amazing leaders in the trade show industry and the live events industry. And we're talking today about their critical and growing initiative called Go Live Together, which has the potential... Really, when I started doing the math on this, the potential of positively impacting literally millions of people around the world who are part of what, what they call the live events ecosystem. And I absolutely love that term, the live events ecosystem, because it really is. Everyone, there are so many industries that, are, that touch the live event industry. And so what I want to do is I'm going to introduce each of them, and then, and then we're going to dive into the discussion. And, uh, trust me, you're going to be fascinated by this. And I, I have a feeling that a lot of you are going to be surprised and actually blown away by all that they are doing on your behalf, on our behalf as exhibitors, as uh, trade show organizers, and as attendees as well, because we're all impacted in this. So, first person I'd like to introduce is Kathy Breeden. Kathy is the CEO for the Center of Exhibition Industry Research Foundation, also known as SEER, and she's also the Executive Vice President and Chief Operating Officer at the International Association for Exhibitions and Events also known as IAEE. In her work over the past 12 plus years with SEER, she has been leading the primary research studies that prove the effectiveness and efficiency of exhibitions as a marketing medium. Kathy and her team then incorporate the findings from their research to promote the image, the value and the growth of exhibitions. Such important work. Kathy, welcome to Trade Show University.
1: Hi Jim, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be here with you today.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And next up is uh, Sue Sung. Sue is the Senior Vice President of Strategy at Freeman, which is a global brand and a leader in the live events industry. Anyone who has uh, had any experience at all planning exhibits for any sort of period of time, you most likely have worked with Freeman in some aspect. They have so much going on and are so important in the industry. Uh, In her role, Sue works with Senior Executive to set the strategic direction for the company. She partners with business leaders to identify, develop, and execute programs to drive performance in support of Freeman's overall goals. Sue has extensive experience in strategy consulting across a broad range of industries and is making a huge difference in the trade show and live events industry. Sue, honored to have you on. Welcome.
2: Thank you very much, Jim. Glad to be here.
0: And lastly, David Dubois. David is the president and CEO of the International Association of Exhibitions and Events, as the IAEE president, Dubois is responsible for advocating for the industry and organization's members, providing organizational leadership and strategic counsel to the board. Also, David serves as the association's representative with industry coalitions, partner organizations, and strategic alliances. Uh, in other words, he's going out every day. and He's sticking up for all of us in the industry. And in 2019, David was inducted to the in into the Advents Industry Council's Hall of Leaders, one of the industry's most prestigious honors. So David, welcome. <laughs> welcome, thank you for, for joining us here on Trade Show U.
3: Jim, uh, my pleasure. And as my mother always said, ladies always first. So you did a great job in the introductions.
0: <laughs> you know, it was my exact thoughts as I was starting to put this together. I'm like, I can't put David first, no. So, so thank you so much for for everyone for joining us. And let's, uh, you know, obviously, COVID changed everything in the industry. Uh, everything, everything. There's not one piece of the industry that was not impacted, and mostly, mostly negatively. Uh, by by this, but, and everything you're doing in Go Live Together is just fantastic. What you've been doing to help out and promote uh, and stick up for everyone in the industry started years ago. Uh, so David, tell us about the, the initiatives that you've been doing starting back eight years ago.
3: Yeah, thanks again, Jim. Um, and certainly advocacy is important in any trade association. Uh, whether it's pharmaceutical, manufacturing, technology, farming, and obviously we represent companies, uh, at i.e. 1,300 plus companies in 52 countries, and so advocacy has always been a part of and always will be a part of us and uh, what we do as a, as a trade association. I'm, I'm very pleased to be on the executive committee of Go Live together, and you'll hear a lot uh, more about that in detail from Sue and and the reason that's important is because IE and both and and Cyr and many others uh, have put up um, over a half a million dollars to enhance the advocacy legislative uh, efforts that are very important to uh, to get us uh, through this very very difficult COVID scenario. About eighty eight years ago, IE started uh, Exhibitions Mean Business Coalition, which basically has 25 different supporting organizations. And really, we would look at uh, three or four different issues every year, whether it's with the American Hotel Lodging Association and hotel booking scams, or whether it's uh, uh, good work uh, with Brand USA and getting that reauthorization done, or whether it's uh, liability issues or cancellation clauses and insurance. So every year, Jim, for eight years, we developed advocacy platforms and held uh, and, have con- and will continue to hold Exhibitions Day every early June, which we did again this year. But instead of 125 folks on Capitol Hill, we had uh, 600 plus uh, in a virtual environment. And it was very successful. But I tell you what, as we're plugging along, we, uh, IE and SISO and SEER, none of us really had paid lobbyists. But when this epidemic hit in March, uh, thank you to the leadership of, of uh, Freeman with Sue, Bob Priestek, and many others on their valuable team as members of IAE and supporters of SEER. Uh, they came to us and said, hey, we we want to work and enhance what we've been doing at Exhibitions Mean Business. So immediately, immediately, without hesitation, we got in the same boat with them and we are rowing in a an incredible direction. You'll hear more from Sue in a moment about all the legislative priorities that we have. But I just wanted to set that up, Jim, to, to let you know that that uh, exhibitions meet business has been in place for over eight years. It will continue. Go live together is critically important for all of us to to uh, to hold hands and move forward on and continue to try to make some progress. Especially as you'll hear in a few moments over the next uh, four or five weeks as Congress. Um, deliberates the next phase of stimulus packaging.
0: Well, thank you. On behalf of everyone in the industry, thank you for all the great work that you've done over the past several years. Like you said, the advocacy work is just so important because new topics and new scams (laughs) that you brought up pop up all the time. And without someone having your back, uh, it just makes it so difficult especially for those those little guys the little 10 by 10 booths that that dot many many of the of the industry uh, association exhibits and exhibit halls throughout the country and throughout the world so so sue uh, we'll tee you up and, and how did go live together come about where did the idea come from
2: yeah so um, you know really as as a leader in the industry folks were coming to us um, Asking what we were doing, how how um, they could help support any effort we were doing, and to be perfectly honest, we just we created it as a platform to help us communicate um, more quickly across you know this broad ecosystem as, as you said I mean when you think about the venues and the destination marketing organizations and the myriad of suppliers whether they're electricians or riggers or producers or designers um, then the show organizers and the associations um, we had to have a way to, to, to communicate mobilize and amplify all the great work that you know as David has mentioned and others have, have had going on um, and so that's really why we created the Go live platform. you know when we launched we had about 80 founding members um, today. We have um, over 2,600 individuals who have signed up um, 1400 uh, over 1,400 organizations. Um, of those, every major, um, association, um, in our industry is represented, um, which means tens of thousands of businesses, millions of jobs. And so, you know, um, it's been fantastic to show support and, and, you know, now we can talk with a unified voice. Um, and even though Go Live is really focused on U.S. advocacy, we've got great partners in UFI and others um, internationally. And so, you know, I, I think coming out of this, as David has said, um, we are definitely speaking stronger and, and, and speaking together um, in a way that, that we hadn't before. So it's been fantastic.
0: Can you tell us a little about some of the some of the legislative efforts David mentioned over the next four to five weeks? What are some of the things that are going to happen? What are some of the key things that people need to know about?
2: Yeah, so um, from an advocacy perspective, we're focused on on, on two things to the same end. Um, we really see this as a small business stimulus credit. Um, as stated earlier, um, you know, eighty percent, so roughly one point six million exhibitors are small businesses. Um, Within our own industry of business events, 99% of them are small businesses. And, you know, we're builders and we like to work. And so, you know, when we came together um, as a coalition and said, how can we bring that about most effectively? Um, On the federal level, we're really focused on a temporary tax credit that's going to get attendees and exhibitors back into those 10 by 10 booths. um, Because it's critically important and we're really emphasizing it and it's resonating on the Hill. I don't think people realize, I have to say, I didn't really fully think about it myself, but you know, that mom and pop entrepreneur who is at the hardware show this year and manages to land that big contract, that helps them invest in their manufacturing, hire more jobs, go to more events the next year, sign on more contracts, And, you know, it kind of balloons and snowballs from there. All of that comes to a stop if they're not allowed to come back to live events. And so, you know, really helping them understand live events, live business events touch every sector of the U.S. GDP. We are not, you know, this tax credit isn't just to benefit um, suppliers and show organizers. Um, You know, it's really the small business person who is going to. Um, have this access, this critical, critical sales channel, and I actually use some of SEER data, you know, when you talk about what the return on investment is, um, the expense of face-to-face to to do an in-person meeting versus going to a trade show, it's absolutely huge. You know, we want to make sure that we can retain this for those small businesses, So coupled with that, you know, we want to make sure that um, we are opening safely and responsibly. And so our industry, if you go to the website, we probably have over three dozen guidelines issued already, whether it's associations, whether it's individual hotels, whether it's the chain of hotels, venues, suppliers, everyone has made the investment um, to ensure that we're opening safely and responsibly. So Coupled along with the federal um, relief efforts at the state and local level, we're really helping governors, you know, understand that we are prepared to open safely, um, that business events really are controlled gatherings to um, transact commerce and innovation. Um, You know, we believe those two efforts combined are really going to be most impactful for helping our industry recover and getting our people back to work
0: absolutely and not only that but giving giving all those people out there who are still scared they're scared to travel they're scared to go to a live event to give them that comfort level that says these places are safe these places uh, this gathering will be safe we're going to we are going to follow every guideline and i know that's what you guys are doing and it's just fantastic because without like you said this is like a small business stimulus package and the, for those small businesses out there, this might be their, they may save all year just to go to a major show to have that opportunity to get in front of a customer that they never would have the opportunity to get in front of. So such great, great work. And Kathy, what did, can you tell us about, I know you've been doing some really, really important research. Uh, tell us about some of the stuff that SEER uh, is finding right now.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Jim. You know, one of the things that SEER produces is the SEER Index Report and that is the economic performance of the exhibition industry and we have data going back to 2001 and out of that data we are able to generate an economic impact number of just b2b exhibitions which last year was 101 billion dollars u.s you know that's just absolutely incredible the uh, trade show industry 1.6 million exhibitors that are being impacted by it. And as you said, you know, those are all lost leads for exhibitors. They're having a difficult time connecting with uh, both current, well, not so much current, but with prospective buyers, certainly. And, um, you know, a lot of, as you know, a lot of new products are launched into a marketplace at a trade show. And that type of experience is very difficult to replicate in a virtual digital environment. SEER has been conducting Pulse Polls. We conducted one in April and another one in June and just had a a webinar about um, the findings from that. But essentially, you know, organizers are being deeply impacted. There have been furloughs and layoffs, pay cuts averaging anywhere between 23 to 25%. The running TALIA shows that we have followed 70% the shows will not be held this year, and 30% will have per- pivoted over to some type of virtual hybrid type of environment. And, um, you know, in terms of the gross revenue that they're able to retain by shifting to, visual, uh, to digital, it's only about 13%. So it, it's having a dramatic impact on exhibition organizers. And, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm finding is that really at this time, you know, we're all learning together. Uh, which is which is fascinating to me, and i I tell my colleagues that as you know devastating as this is you know i 'm looking forward to seeing what the lasting impacts are going to be um, you know what the societal changes are going to occur as a result of of this pandemic, but um, you know in the meantime the almost seven thousand jobs that have been lost is just absolutely devastating to so many people, and my heart goes out to everybody and SEER will be conducting another Pulse Poll in August to provide more information. We also did have a a webinar yesterday with Dr. Shaw, Sears economist, and um, the news isn't all that bad. You know, when you look at, at, you know, the recession that we're in and how it's different from the Great Recession and the Great Depression, you know, we have a health crisis right now. It's not a credit crisis. And so if we can get this pandemic under control, we do believe that the exhibition industry will recover, um, you know, fairly quickly and, and be back to where it needs to be in the spring of 2022.
0: Wow, some some sobering, I don't want to say sobering, but some eye-opening facts, $101 billion. And that's just B2B, you said.
1: And that's just B2B. And if you add in all business events, um, what is it, Sue,
2: $885 billion. Um, actually, more than that, because we uh, didn't have the B 2 C, uh, the public shows, in there, so we're over a trillion in total impact. When you consider it, it's absolutely huge.
0: Wow, that's jaw dropping. <laughs> that is jaw dropping. That, 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 those are huge, huge numbers. And so, anyone who doesn't realize, and and just like, well, we'll just go digital. This is the impact that's being made. This is the uh, the negative impact of just going digital. And obviously, during this time. You know, again, something else that uh, that Kathy said is, you know, we're all learning together. No one's been through this before. No, no one. You know, whether it's uh, uh, the depression or or recession or anything, nothing has impacted every phase of life like this. And so, we're all learning together and how to get through it. And and obviously, going digital is the is the easiest first path. But we can 't stop there we can 't stop there it 's got to be getting back to those those live events uh, so, so thank you and thank you for the the important research that uh, that sear is doing and is continuing to do so you have a, another uh, another study coming up in august that and i 'm sure you're, we're going to see some probably hopefully probably some different uh, different results hopefully trending in a positive direction now when, when you got started with all this. Uh, and I know that Sue, you had mentioned you got a lot of uh lot of companies jumping on board right away. Is is it still a lot of really good positive momentum or is has people have companies kind of trailed off?
2: Um, I think there's a lot of positive momentum and you know the, our industry and and definitely we'll invite David and, and Kathy to jump in because you're you guys are closer on the front line to that. But um, you know, our industry it's it's a wonderful industry. I mean the show of supply. I didn't grow up in this industry, but the show of support, um, everybody rallying together was unmatched. I mean, in the first few days that we launched it, every email to a T, every phone conversation was, what can I do to help? What do you need? Um, It's been absolutely tremendous. Um, Where we're really seeing, you know, so that continues. Um, You know, I I, I get regular contact and outreach from folks on a daily basis from the industry. Um, What we're starting to see is outside of the industry, um, you know, other industries industries that were familiar and related, but were, were, we're finding, you know, comrades in arms, if you will, as, as we are advocating um, on the Hill um, with other associations, whether, you know, um, I know David and others have worked closely with U.S. travel in the past, but, you know, we, we're starting to be much more in tune with U.S. travel on um, the American Hotel and Lodging Association, um, we're talking to um, U.S. Chamber, for example, and uh, you know, uh, we're talking to a lot of the venues. So over at IEBM, they were just talking about live events in general. When you're talking about concerts and movie theaters, like you know, we're starting to we're starting to get a lot of support and discussion around um, related industries and re- industries that we've had relationships with, but who really do see um, how we really are this beautiful ecosystem all tied together and that we really do need to rely on each other for support so I think that's that's been fantastic.
3: And Jim what I if I may what I'll add to what Sue said is a couple of things. Number one we decided when when Freeman and SISO came together as the two initial leaders and approached Kathy and I at uh, at, at SEER and IEE and we went to our boards for funding uh, request and got that approved we wanted to make sure that we raised enough money to hire a, a major aggressive successful uh, lobbying organization in Washington DC which which we did and that's that's a guided and led every day uh, uh, and several times a day by Stu and, and the executive committee of go live but the key was to not go out and do a major, major fundraising effort. We wanted it. We wanted more people to get engaged and involved for free. So for example, the National Restaurant Association is engaged with us as Sue has mentioned many others, National Retail Federation. Think about it. You know, and I'll do, I'll I'll be a little tongue in cheek. You know, is there a National Butchers Association because Think about all the the meat purveyors and the butchers that are not very busy because restaurants are closed because meetings, conventions, and trade shows are not happening in in a city. So as Sue said, think about the ecosystem of how large this is. One trillion dollars, that's either as large if not larger than the automotive industry in the United States. I mean, it's incredible. So we've been able to, Jim, uh, without a lot of aggressive promotion, continue to engage the base of supporters of Go Live Together. Exhibitions mean business, all the good work that US Travel Association's doing. The ecosystem continues to stretch out, doesn't it?
2: Absolutely.
0: Wow, it really, really does. And so thank you for, again, for all that, that you do every single day. Let's talk about an area that I think is really going to be the biggest stumbling block, whether that's in reality or it's, it's mentally for a lot of people, and that is the area of safety and health. So what is it that Go Live Together is putting, putting forth in the areas of uh, safety and health protocols that is going to make make that level of comfort raised up so people feel comfortable to go back to these live events again?
2: I can take that one. A couple of things. Um, Just to clarify, Go Live is not issuing any guidelines um, itself. Um, What we're serving to do is to, what we've done is together a health and safety document that consolidates all the guidelines that have been already written and show how they can look at it. We are meeting, in most cases, exceeding what the CDC has recommended for for large gatherings. That's number one. Um, Number two, we're helping to communicate the stories I said earlier about how business events are really controlled gatherings. Um, You know, one thing people overlook, you know, they think of 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 a convention, trade show, or business meeting as an indoor event. But the typical convention center has a 30 or 40 foot ceiling, in some cases a 90 foot ceiling. It's 300,000 square feet of exhibition space, you know, um, up to a million or two million square feet. That's very different than a small restaurant that seats eight, you know, that seats eight tables or whatever the case may be. And so, um, you know, helping folks understand that not only is our environment very different in terms of you look at all the scientific and medical evidence about how to mitigate the transmission of COVID-19, we are able to design each and every event from scratch for that particular event. So whether it is 10,000 people or 100,000 people, we're designing that event to suit that need, as opposed to a stadium, a theater, a restaurant, or even an office building that is kind of set for a certain number of people all the time regardless right and so we can design for each of that which means we can space out the aisles we can we can design for the flow we can design for um, the number of exhibitors we can control schedules in terms of um, making sure that we don't um, have crowds emerge um, around a popular exhibit you know um, making sure that we can time some of those we have a lot of technology um, in terms of being able to contact folks without having, um, uh, any sort of contact, So red digital registration, for example, and also letting folks know when it's their time to come to an event or to a booth or when somebody is ready, you know, so there's just a lot that we can do as an industry and, and really helping to communicate that to, to legislators. Um, so that again, as I stated earlier, you know, we're, we're not, um, We are not a mass gathering. This is not for public or recreation. Um, You know, our ecosystem depends, our livelihood depends on these events happening. Um, And so really making sure that they understand that.
0: Yeah, that's such a key point. This is it. This is our livelihoods. Everyone that's involved, those millions of people who, whose livelihoods and growth and and futures depend on getting back to these live events again. Uh, and I think one of the things that might be a hurdle is people just, they assume that all the events they've been to in the past, that's exactly what it's going to look like again. And, and I'm bumping into people as I'm going down the hall and and the buffet lunches and all that all that's probably going to be changing. Isn't that right? I mean, all that's going to be changing. It's going to look differently while still trying to maintain the integrity of the mission of the, of the event itself.
3: And Jim um, to that point, Freeman just put out an excellent video that um, I'm going to promote um, because uh, Sue works for Freeman and she's very uh, respectful of not being too uh, (laughs) self-serving. But I'll promote. Go to freeman.com. I believe that's where it is too. It's an outstanding video that talk that shows events of the not of the future, the events of today, and what they're going to look like. I'm attending a uh, an event next Friday in Orlando, uh, Friday the July 24th. Uh, for those who are listening to this, and it, it may be before July 24th or afterwards, but on July 24th, called uh, Together Again. And it's basically about a thousand people in person at the Orlando Convention Center looking at the 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 ways that we can safely develop, put together, launch, and promote trade shows and business events. But once again, take a look at the great video that uh, on Freeman.com that uh, is available. Isn't that where it is, Sue?
2: Um, I believe so. I'll have to. And I think. uh, we are sending the link out to the video in our go live together newsletter which is going out today so. Excellent.
3: And, and once again it's uh it's a good example and the, by the way there's other examples other than just freeman of of folks showing what the current and future shows and designs are looking like i mean kathy do, have you seen any other videos that we can share with the audience
1: there was one other video that uh that i think that we can share with the audience um i don't know where to find that right now but You know, I'd also like to speak to, just like um, Sue was talking about creating that great resource document, and I would be remiss if I didn't um, discuss, you know, what the Events Industry Council is doing, because I'm on their board of directors. Uh, The Events Industry Council is a federation of 33 different associations within the exhibitions and events industry, and it's not just in the United States, it's It's um, associations from outside representing over 100,000 people. And they have a separate committee that is now taking all these great resource documents that have been created and comparing them and helping the reader um, to be able to understand, you know, what what are the commonalities, what are the differences, uh, very different from what uh, Go Live Together has pushed out. And so that's going to be another great resource. And then, of course, IAEE did put out its own essential considerations for safely reopening, reopening exhibitions and events, and we'll be updating that document um, because things are changing. It's a very, very dynamic, fluid situation, and we'll be we'll be updating that document at a minimum, um, gosh, for um, the end, the, you know, into the future, but probably at least monthly. And I think it's also. Important to know. Gosh, won't it be great when we don't have to use these different restrictions, if you will, um, that we can go back to business in some way um, that's very similar to how business was conducted previously?
0: I think that's what we all would love to <laughs> love to have is uh, be able to walk up to somebody and. Uh, For me, it's going to be sad to see the handshake go away for a little while (laughs) just because it's just such a normal, I'll say normal, quote unquote, normal thing to do as you walk up and you start to build those relationships. And that is another part of live events that is missed in virtual events is building those key relationships. It's hard to take someone out to dinner or grab a drink afterwards when you're across the screen from them and and hundreds or thousands of miles away. But building and be able to just talk with someone and look them in the eye and get those, uh, get those great conversations going that, build, that lead to those key orders, lead to that growing of businesses. It is so, so important.
1: Even, though, even those serendipitous moments that happen at live events where you, know, you might be sitting next to someone in an education session and you strike up a conversation and build a relationship and that could be the next piece of business. So, um, you know, I don't think that virtual in any way, shape or form is going to uh, replace the face to face experience. I, I think it's a great way to extend the brand, um, you know, maybe get people to the event that will not have been able to attend otherwise, certainly from a global perspective. But I'm, I'm still I'm very positive, you know, the exhibition industry is very resilient and and over the years. It has proven to be that way over and over again. After the, um, the Great Recession of 2008, 2009, it took the exhibition industry about 10 years to recover. We don't anticipate that for this round. Back in 2001, the recession there, it took about four years for the industry to recover. So this is very, very different, but we're still very, I think, um, you know, bullish on the exhibition industry and face-to-face. And
3: Jim, if I may add to Kathy's good thoughts, um, and I'm not being disrespectful when I say this, but the attractions industry, the cruise line industry, all very important in terms of job and job creation and job support. But with all due respect, they're not going to lead... The global economy to recovery, exhibitions and business events will do that in a much accelerated way, and that's why the good work that Sue and our and our lobbying team—I use the word team—are working on daily, hourly um, is really important to get the United States government, the uh, the and the administration to understand that. Exhibitions and business events are going to be a much quicker catalyst to get us all working again and get our industries and our job creation going. I know I'm on my platform, but uh, you gave me that opportunity.
0: Absolutely, take it. <laughs> take that opportunity. This is this has been just an outstanding uh, conversation. So, so tell me uh, uh, from maybe each of your perspectives or your uh, what is. One thing that is has been a positive that that you're seeing right now. Are you seeing any, even if it's something small, that you said, "Wow, this is this is a stepping stone. This is a positive that maybe not a lot of people are seeing, but you're seeing because of your your position in the industry." Ladies.
1: Well, you know, I'll I'll start, and I I you know, as as has already been discussed, I think that you know, one of the things that I love about this industry is that you know, it's an ecosystem and You know, and yes, some organizations may compete against one another, but, you know, when difficult times are here, I mean, we all rally and work very closely together. And I have never seen this type of collaboration before in my 30 years. So to me, that's that's something that is very positive.
0: That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Jim, if you look at the,
3: the list of supporters in Go Live Together, um, Freeman was the leader to get us going. But I think, Sue, probably almost every other general service contractor is a supporter. ESCA, the Service Contractors Association, and Larry Arnaday and that whole group. So we're all in this moving forward, um, and you know what? And we say, if somebody gets a little bit protective of their turf, we say, hey, wait a minute. Take that hat off and put your go live and your industry hat back on. We need we need to not get petty with each other because whether, you know, and, and I think my days in the hotel business, I work for Sheraton. Some of my best friends to this day, and I don't know why they're retired and I'm not, used to work for Hilton. <laughs> um, and, and that's the same kind of analogy. Our, our friends at Freeman are working with our friends at GES and T3 and Shepard. Our airlines are working together. It doesn't matter if it's Delta or United or American. What are they doing as a collective entity to to promote the fact that their planes are safe to fly on? I mean, I'm getting on a plane next week, and then again on the week after I've already been on three planes already, I feel safer than ever. Those planes have never been that clean.
0: That is 100% right. And I, I'm right with you with that is uh, one thing I've said in, in prior episodes is that probably the safest place up to a, a few weeks ago, it's, they're still safe, but the safest place anywhere in the country is a hotel room, because no one's been in them. <laughs> and, they've been, and they've probably been cleaned once a week, whether people have been in them or not. So I'm sorry, Sue, uh, what would you like to add?
2: Yeah, so I mean, um, both those points are excellent. I think the only thing I would add is, you know, I've been surprised by the humility in this industry. You know, it's just, you know, we're, we're, we collectively are are content to take to be kind of what I'll call back of the house or, or you know, not front and center we're promoting the event itself we're promoting our customers and you know we're diligently doing the work in the background and 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 what i've seen coming out of this is um that you know the need to advocate for ourselves and as an industry isn't us being brash or being you know having bravado about putting ourselves front and center which i know personally has been a little bit of a a a challenge right you don't want to be calling attention to yourself um but um i think when you reflect on just how vital it is and how far reaching our industry is, it's, it's fantastic. And so I am starting to see, I don't, I don't know quite what the right word is, because I can't say proud, because we've always been proud. But I think, you know, we're definitely much more front and center in terms of our willingness to advocate for ourselves. And willingness is the wrong word, too. But, um, you know, I think, I think I guess, in short, um, we're an industry that people will remember coming out of this. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Um, and I think that's a positive and, and it's, you know, it's, it's about time.
0: That's awesome. Uh, the one phrase which keeps coming up to my mind is as you were talking was a rising tide lifts all ships. And that exactly. is, when, and when, when you see all these companies that are competitors, coming together, working together for the good of everybody, and not just good for their industry, but good for all these other industries, that is just awesome. You mentioned a couple of great words, humiliate, hum- humility, collaboration, and obviously we've talked a lot about advocacy, which is going to be uh, something that is going to be having to be ongoing for the next coming weeks and months. And hopefully... Then, uh, in a year from now we 're going to look back and say, "Wow, that we rebounded so much faster because because of the leadership of companies like freeman and and i 'll say this to, to anyone listening if you 're in a company that is in a leadership position." And you see something going on, you've got to take that leadership role for the good of everybody in the industry. And so, Mike, my, my hat's off to everyone at Freeman who, and NIEE and, and SEER and all these other organizations that have banded together to help all the ships rise and have invested not just money, but time. And I'm sure just countless hours that have already been spent just fantastic. So thank you all for, for your great work. Now for anyone that's out there listening, what is, is there a way that they can also become involved in the, in Go Live Together or what, what can, would you say, what should they be doing to help these uh, events get back to live again?
3: Well, uh, first thing they need to do is, is uh, to access golivetogether.com as well as exhibitions mean business and get on our list because uh sue is going to be uh helping uh, coordinate all of our efforts over the next several weeks and there will be many multiple uh call to actions that'll come out right Sue, uh when we get the legislation to the point where it looks like the dems and the republicans are getting close to negotiating something that is uh, that is going to be. I'm trying to be apolitical here. That is going to be possible to get to the president's desk for signature. Uh, sue and go live, and and Kathy and I at uh, Exhibitions Meet Business and PCMA and MPI and Exhibition or uh, Events Industry Council, U.S. Travel Association. We're all going to be pushing things out, Jim. So when you get something, ladies and gentlemen in the audience, in your inbox, and it has the headline. Call to action, uh, respond immediately, please do so. Typically, they don't take, I did two today. It took me about 90 seconds to three minutes to do each of them this morning, to do call to actions, to send a note to my my senator, my congressman, and woman. So, right, Sue, uh, be ready to, to to do something, please. And it costs you nothing except maybe a minute or two to respond.
2: Absolutely. We're trying to make this as easy as possible, as effective as possible, and so uh, um, and, you know, Kathy had mentioned EIC and APEX. They've been a fantastic partner. Again, the Go Live Coalition, this is temporary, right? The same way COVID-19, hopefully, is temporary. And, you know, we need to get through. Certainly the shutdown is, and, and, and you know, we, we need to get through this time. But um, SEER, EIC, IEE, those associations have been around for decades and will continue to be around for decades after servicing this industry. So being able to have them as partners to be able to tie in. So we're taking, you know, the grassroots campaign around the advocacy that Go Live is doing on the hill and partnering with EIC and the Apex Commission to put on an advocacy rep- webinar to rally that support and to make it, you know, and they're helping us um both with the content and the platform so that we can make it as to David said, we want, we want this to be effective, but we want this to be easy and we know a lot of folks want to engage and show their support. And we want to be able to give them an, an avenue to do so.
0: Fantastic. And for everyone listening and you've, you've, you've been listening to this whole time, you know, that this is for all businesses, all us- uh, anyone who exhibits, whether you're a large, a large business or like uh, Sue mentioned earlier, the 80 percent that are of the industry that are small businesses, you all have a part in this. Please take the time. If you have an opportunity to find out uh, the the right senator or the congressperson to reach out to or to sign uh, to fill out a survey that, that's coming from seer or whatever you can do to move things forward, please do it, do it. So, so much important work still to be done, but so much has uh, already been done, which is fantastic. And I'll, I'll drop the links to all of the, uh, all the websites of the different organizations that we've mentioned here today, as well as ways that you can contact uh, go live together. If you have some ideas or if you have uh, uh, are looking for additional information. So thank you. To all of you, Uh, any any last words before we wrap up here?
3: Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, Stay tuned for not only, as we've just talked about, the call to actions that we'll be requesting, uh, Jim, but I can tell you that the U.S. Travel Association is working on a, I'll, I'll give you a minimum number, a $20 million paid media, let alone social media campaign, that will launch at the right time to encourage ladies and gentlemen to travel. Travel for leisure, travel for business, attend that trade show that they've been putting off uh, or maybe got postponed as Kathy said at the the first six months, first nine months of 2020. So there'll be a very aggressive, well-funded campaign that US Travel Association is working on. I have the pleasure of being on that kind of steering committee and fundraising committee. We're not asking Jim for individual donations because we're gonna get major hotel companies and airlines. Matter of fact, we've already raised about $5 million towards that 20 million. And then we're gonna also go to the U.S. government and say, hey, it behooves the U.S. government to put some money in it, even if it's X amount of millions of dollars, because the more successful travel is, business and leisure, getting people on airplanes, Going into restaurants, staying in hotels, attending that favorite trade show or that trade show that they need to, to, as Sue talked about earlier, advance their businesses. Really important. So stay tuned for that.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And <laughs> Kathy, you want, anything you wanted to add there?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was just going to say that, you know, my, my takeaway and what I really look forward to is seeing everybody at the next show. You know, if it's Expo Expo or the Exhibitor show or the EDPA annual meeting or the ASAE annual meeting, whatever it is, I really look forward to seeing everybody face to face. I'm a hugger. So, you know, I look forward when I can, you know, go in hot for those hugs. And so I look forward to seeing everybody again.
0: Uh, I'm right with you. I'm another hugger. So, <laughs> And Sue, any, any final thoughts uh, as we wrap up here?
2: No, I feel I feel like Kathy and, and David have captured everything pretty well. Thank you, just thank you, Jim, for the opportunity to be able to to share the work that we've been doing. You know, I hope your listeners do understand that that um, the folks on this call and and dozens of others behind the scene are working tirelessly to get our industry reopened safely and sustainably, and get us all back to work. So, um, thank you.
0: Uh, it is my absolute pleasure and it's been an honor talking with the three of you today you are you are leaders you are and you're you're walking the walk you're not just it's just not talk it is you are putting in the hours you're putting in the money to make this all happen so thank you on behalf of everybody out there who's listening and and all you are listening please reach out go to golivetogether.com find out what they're doing check out some of the industry associations get on their mailing lists see what you could do to help this thing move forward so we can all get back to hugging again and, and seeing each other at an upcoming live event. So thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, David, for your time today. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And and, uh, and stay stay tuned, stay in touch. And then when we get back to those live events, make sure you go back to some older episodes and learn how to do shows right and get back to those live events and get those results and uh, land that big contract that you were hoping for. So thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time on campus right here at Trade Show University. Today's amazing episode is being brought to you by our sponsor, Design Pod Studio. You know how a lot of small businesses need someone to handle marketing and graphic design, but just don't have the bandwidth or the budget to hire someone full-time? Well, Design Pod Studio is your solution. Design Pod Studio is a creative agency made up of award winning designers. They are an affordable outsourced team that acts like the in house team. They can help increase your visibility and sales while helping build an image to match your mission. If you're a small or medium-sized business and you don't have the resources to bring on a full-time marketing manager or a graphic designer, they can fill that need for a fraction of the cost. Get a free consultation today. Just email hello at designpod.studio. That's hello at designpod.studio. And be sure to visit them at designpod.studio. At DesignPod, we help you follow signals and make waves.